on how for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to, you just heard the name of the show, It's Still Real to Me. I'm your host, Howie Cheney. The man over here is Mr. J.J., Jeremy Johnson. Hopefully he's got better internet tonight. Jeremy, how's it going? I do. I have better internet tonight. <laughs> Good deal. And the man over here, the man that makes it all possible, is Mr. QB1, Randall Cunningham. Randy, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. We got on. I tried to get on another show before us, and I couldn't get anybody brought on. I couldn't get anybody set up. We managed to get on tonight with only you having a bit of little drama and have to log back in. And Jeremy was there on the first try. This could be a first in our show's history. I'm just saying. And the show will go downhill from here on out, guys. Thank, thank <laughs> That's you. right. I did not record the Cody Rhodes song, even though I threatened to. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jeremy, what did you think about the Cody song? I Well, <laughs> I, it was entertaining. Uh, it was entertaining. Today, did you hear it today on WHW? Uh, I heard it a, actually a day or two ago whenever it, the first drop, but I will say this. I couldn't help but imagine Cody coming up from the floor with smoke and everything, and, and that song started playing it. I, I lost it thinking about that. Yeah, I wish I, I would love for him to do that just one time. <laughs> I'm, I'm a day behind on everything. I'm thinking today's Wednesday because I didn't have to work Tuesday, so I'm a day a little bit off anyway. Randy, what did you think about the show or the uh, song? I, uh, I'm just I'm going to have to find it now. Text it. Uh, well, you can't text it to me. We're on that phone. Cody Rhodes. Cody, Cody Rhodes. Rhodes. Cody, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You're going to beat Roman Reigns. Cody it Rhodes. It sounds like me singing, so uh, that, that should be the I actually think all three of us could do it, but I, we might be able to top that. But You know, you know what I, it makes me think of there's a guy every Friday night that releases his videos about Tennessee football and how they're going to beat their opponent. And it's horrible. He'll set this card. He's going to like, the ball's going to run all over <laughs> and beat them really bad. Well, this guy didn't hesitate. It's just way bad out of tune. So. Well, you know, it may be by design. If he sang that well, do you think it would get any oh, traction? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it, if he sung it well, it wouldn't be as popular as it was. That's exactly right. So, guys, we're here to talk about the last two pay-per-views that uh, took place last weekend, weekend four last, with uh, WWE and AEW. Uh, we're going to start off with AEW Forbidden Door. To me, overall, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view had better matches. But with the money in the bank, it was a better storyline, which there's only one storyline in wrestling today, and that's the bloodline. Yes. So we'll start off with the uh, first match was MJF versus Tanahashi. What y'all guys think, thoughts on that? Uh, well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this. After Tanahashi was on Dynamite the prior Wednesday, 
uh, I wasn't so sure. He looked old. And, and Tanahashi's in his, I think he's in his late 40s. Gosh, he's a, you know, legend in Japan. Uh, but uh, I was just wondering. Remember, uh, just remember, you're saying he's old and you're older than he is. I know. That's what I'm, but, but I can say that because I know what it feels like. I couldn't imagine doing what he was doing. But he did. He moved. He was moving a little gingerly. He looked like his, you know, knees bothering him and all that. And I saw some criticism. Uh, you know, people, I, pet peeve right now. We, we may say some things that come across as critical about certain things, and I may do it too. But I, I don't watch these shows to criticize. I watch it to be entertained, right? And and if they box something, I'm like, oh, they kind of boxed that up. No big deal. Uh, Hutch, questionable. MJF is MJF. He's going to deliver one way or another. Uh, he's going to deliver and be the heel. And and to me, he is the best heel. I'd almost say he's the best heel in wrestling over the last 15, 20 years. I'm going to go ahead and step out. And I may be missing and not thinking back, but he is old school heel. He's going to get heat. Uh, he's the younger guy. Tony Hashi's a veteran. I thought overall it was a good match considering, um, you know, what I saw on Dynamite, I'm like, ooh, I don't know how this is going to go. Right. Randy? Man, I've been never been more disappointed in my life in a match. You get John Zena versus uh, MJF, and that's what this is in my head. It's the greatest worker in New Japan over the last two decades versus what's supposed to be the hottest heel in wrestling. Now, I agree with what Jeremy said. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, for me to be a true cult of Cornette guy, I'm going to throw some barbs at Mr. MJF right now. Um, MJF act is getting stale. Uh, it is becoming a one trick pony. And even Howie, three weeks before the pay per view, exactly on this show predicted what would happen so yeah uh, true i love mjf but it's almost like the rick flair flip over the ring if i go the rest of my life without seeing the dixie dynamite diamond i'm gonna be happy and it, it's become terry funk didn't need no gimmicks that's mm -hmm. all i'm gonna say terry funk didn't need no gimmick uh, let's, let's talk about did y'all see last night's show? Well, I know yes. that Randy, did you see last night's show? I saw part of it. <laughs> I like the MJF that's coming out now. I, I, I did. I liked it a lot. I really did. The way MJF is coming out last night, I really like it. Uh, last night, jog my memory. I think I saw it. Him and uh, Adam Cole wrestled. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he gave Adam Cole a birthday party. Yeah. I, I thought it was great. Uh, you know, my favorite part, and again, I, I agree somewhat with Randall about the MJF gimmick. Uh, at Forbidden Door, I don't think there should have been any cheating uh, in that match. I think he should have beat Tanahashi clean. clean. I, don't, I don't think it hurts Tanahashi at all. 
uh, and I think it makes MG MJF look good. Wow, he beat a New Japan legend. Uh, but but back to last night, my favorite part of it was how he talked to the camera, and he told the camera what he was about to do. He's going to push Adam Cole's face in the cake, and when Adam Cole turned it and he got cake on his face, I loved how he reacted to that, and he had this grin on his face, and it was like, okay, he got me, and you know, he's tasting the cake, and I. I thought that was bad. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Let, let me go back to my criticism and say some of it's been in Tony Khan's booking of MJF. Yeah. yeah. What AEW did last night with the random draw tag team stuff was brilliant. I loved, I loved, I loved that they put uh, Swerve to Glory back together. Mm -hmm. uh, I love they put Adam Cole and MJF together. Shoot, I even liked the magic meat combination. I, I thought that was... <laughs> So, I mean, we've, we're going to criticize Tony Khan. you, you got to give him some love for what I thought was one of the best TV shows, booking-wise, that's been on in a while. And could it be because there were a few people that wasn't there last night? Yeah. Uh, sometimes less is more. But, but back to Forbidden Door, MJF comes up with the victory, you know, as we said with the uh, the use of the the uh as randy calls it the diamond diamond dynamite ring there and uh I, i'm yeah. sick of it it ain't real it didn't cost forty thousand dollars move on <laughs> well i you know i kind of look at it like this though you know you remember flair always had the knuckles in his trunks but y'all remember every single night. Ed, that's true that's because he didn't win very often but <laughs> Man, you hit on it. You got a, a chicken ass heel that is winning every single match. And he's, I mean, there is no out shows for him to lose that. So all we see yeah. is F winning. Yeah, absolutely. Move on to the next match. And, I, and the first two matches, of the, I'll be honest, and I told Randy this the first two matches, I watched them. I was so bored to death, I went to bed. I, rec I recorded it and I watched it the next day, but it was, it, it just got me out of the mood watching wrestling because of the first two matches. But anyway, mm. the second match was CM Punk against, uh, Kojima. Uh, mm. I'll go on this one, Jeremy. It's a shame. Yeah. It was, Kojima. um, and, and they had no chemistry in the ring to me. Kojima yeah. and CM Punk struggled to put together and Kojima's a legend too. And, uh, it just, you know, sometimes you've got guys that just don't have chemistry. What I wanted there was a CM Punk FTR versus the never open weight six-man tag team champions. Give give me a little more of that. I, mm -hmm. the, CM Punk has gotten old to me, but the pairing with FTR kind of brings some new to me. Yeah. I, the highlight of the match, Canada hates CM Punk. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I love, I love it. You know, he played to it though. Hey, that's a good heel. Good heel, yeah. good back. You know, you got yeah, yeah. Well, just back to what Randall just said. You know, they 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 were booing him. He got some chants going on. 
Uh, I think we've already mentioned it a few weeks ago. You know, he's kind of getting that—he's kind of getting that John Cena treatment now, and I think he will everywhere he goes, other than Chicago. Uh, but you know, I like the fact that he just kind of played with—he played the part. Uh, he didn't wrestle as a heel, though. You know, he wasn't playing it dirty, but he kind of played into the chance and everything. I, you know, I said some stuff. Uh, back when he was exiled, when Punk was gone, and, you know, he's had controversy wherever he's been. I think I said something to, ex you know, extent, just let him go. We don't need him. I, you know, I, I really believe they need CM Punk. I, I do uh, and I don't necessarily mean for his wrestling ability. Uh, it's like, well, it's, it's like 12 Gage said last week. You don't want to get, you, as long as you get a reaction, whether it's positive or negative, it's a, that's a good thing, you know. Uh, if you don't get a reaction, that's where you're in trouble. And Punk's going to get a reaction. Uh, so I, I, I've kind of changed my tune on that. I'm not, you know, I, I don't really enjoy his wrestling anymore. Uh, I'm with Randall. I'd like to see a little more FTR, CM Punk. Uh, I think that'd be a plus. But Are you going to get one of their T-shirts? Jeremy, you know, I may do it. May yeah, do it. Pretty cool. I, I probably yeah. I, I saw them. I got a good graphic. Uh, you know, I, I kind of like that pairing. Uh, I what where they really need to go, and I know they can't legit legitimately. Uh, they need to get that elite uh, FTRC and Punk thing going. Yeah, I think that'd be massive. Have I think a ton of heat. Eventually, I think they will somehow. But hey, yeah. if, if we don't send it at Wembley Stadium, if you can't put, I mean, and y'all, come on. I am the biggest AEW mark in wrestling. I love AEW. If you can't put your uh, pettiness aside, your little backstage fight for 65,000 yep. fans, I don't, I don't need you. Don't want you. Can't see no, I agree, and I've almost changed my tune from Punk to back to the fact that they they need him the Bucks, and I'm you yeah. know I'm not a Young Bucks fan, but let's just think about it this way: I don't like them as a talent. I also don't like them as as executives. So if you're not mature enough to put those things aside as an EVP, and you're supposedly helping run that company, and you're going to be petty, you don't need to be have a part in running that company. You need I, to be a talent and a talent only, and that and that would apply Coca Cola or anywhere else anybody works. I hope we are all being part of a huge storyline. Oh, I'd love it. That that's the only to me that would be the biggest payoff they could ever have out of the whole thing. Sorry, how? No, no. Sorry. Theon Punk with a win over on that match there. Move on to the next one. Orange Cassidy against. Uh, Zach Sabre Jr., Shibata, and Daniel Garcia. And, of course, Orange Cassidy come out with a pinfall win. Uh, it was okay match, in my opinion. What's y'all's thoughts? Jeremy, I'll let you have this one. I, you, know, <clears throat> you know, at one point, uh, you know, Shibata was the, the man in New Japan. Uh, and then he had his injury that they thought would, you know, he'd never wrestle again. Uh, 
I never got it. I, I never got it. I, I but you know, Zack Saber Jr. You know, had some has had some great matches in New Japan. I I, I love I love Orange Cassidy. Look, I'm not gonna apologize for that. I I laugh at the stuff he does, but I've also seen the guy be able to wrestle, and he can wrestle, and I like that he plays his, his the gimmick very well. Garcia, they helped him a lot. They changed his gear. They've done some things for him, but but. Yeah, thank God that you know that was that was the worst. That was my whole thing. He's skilled. I just don't. I I'm not. I don't understand what they're doing with him right now. Um, but uh, obviously Tony Khan likes him, and and obviously he's a good. You know, he's a hard worker and all that. So it, it almost for me it feels like he didn't have any business being in there. You got three guys with belts, you know, so Shibata, ROH, pure champion. And then uh, you got Zack Sabre Jr.'s New Japan uh, TV champion. And then you got Daniel Garcia. So He's been in a lot of those spots, you know, it where he just don't fit. Ever since well, he, I know. He, he just, they want to push him, but he's in the yeah. crappiest spots. They had him out of it and had him like, I, I guess Willer Utah Utah ended up <laughs> what I thought Daniel Garcia would get. Um, I just don't like that. I I I love Jericho, but the Jericho appreciation side yeah. is the biggest element that I I mean it's not Jericho. It's it's time it's time for it to disintegrate. Hey, so by the way, on that match in particular. I think all four guys can work. So Bleacher Report gives that match, gave that match a A minus, which is up until this point that we've talked. What the three matches we've talked about was the highest graded match so far. The only stuff uh, that match with, and I don't want to get it dogged down, and I'll try not to be so long, but dang, can Zach Saber Jr. work? And dang, if he's not on that Wembley Stadium card, they have missed a chance. And I would have him in. I would have him in some kind of unification bout with uh, Orange Cassidy, where they both work, show up to work. Um, mm-hmm. And or if you can't have him there, put him in with somebody that can go. I mean, put him in with Adam Page or somebody that can just give him yeah. a match that you deserve to see. Zach Zimmer, um one of my. 10 favorite wrestlers in the world. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah, they you know, I, again, I those guys got an A minus from Bleacher Report. I didn't get to see the whole whole match in its entirety, but I, I don't I don't doubt it was a good match from those four. Well, I, I agree with him. That was a, you know, I wish that they had opened up the show and it might have kept me interested a little bit longer. But for some, it's just the MJF and CM Punk. I expected a lot more out of them, and I, and I was just done with it after those two matches. So, so, I just, <clears throat> so let me let me ask you something, Howie. And I, I'm sure you probably knew the lineup before you tuned in. But were you a little surprised that what you consider maybe two of your biggest stars they opened the show? 
Uh, the MJF, they announced that because he said, you know, he, he's a, he kind of follows like Jericho, like uh, Randy said the other day. If you don't open the show, you want to finish the show. You either want to be the first or you want to be the last match of the night. So we knew he was going to be first. But CM Punk, I was really surprised that he was second, second match. But with the, <laughs> with the greeting he got in Canada, you know, you probably yeah. want to get him in and out as quick as possible. And plus, from what I've heard and read, they kept him on the opposite side of the building to the elite crew. So, you yeah. know, it might have been one of those deals where they just wanted to hurry up and get him done and out of the, out of the building. I don't know. Yep, I love what MJF, he kind of sold it that, like, he hated being in Canada so much, he wanted to hurry up and <laughs> get his, his match over with so he could get out of there. I right. thought it was good. Yeah, that's, it's that's great. A true, heel, true heel comment right there. Yep. So, uh, on to the next match. Well, you shouldn't have much to say about this. And it's Sonata against uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry with Hook in the corner. And uh, Sonata got the uh, pin, but at the end, Jack Perry turned on the hook. Uh, I, we, we predicted this a couple of weeks ago that somebody was going to turn on somebody on this one here. Somebody's going to go face. Somebody's going to go heel and all that stuff. So match-wise, it, it, it was there. That's all I can say. Y'all, what do you have to say? Don't ruin it. You have Jack Perry, Luke Perry's son, you do not run this. You have finally turned him heel. He shoots a yeah. decent heel promo Ooh. the next night. He's got the hottest girl in AEW. You better put him in some sparkly trunk and let yeah. him tell everybody that he drove a Lamborghini to high school while you drove a 1983 Toyota Corolla. That's I what you do. Yes. I completely agree with that. To put some shine on Hook, match was horrible. Got a chance. Got a chance here. Sonata, not ready to carry that title, maybe. Um, Jack Perry, not ready to go for that title. But Sonata up there to put that title on somebody else. It's just... But everything. He'll turn is everything. Yeah. I, I don't think you know. I don't think if you looked at these two and you go, okay, what is what does Jack Perry, what's Jungle Boy have, what business does he have facing the New Japan World Champion when you have CM Punk facing Kojima, a veteran? Because these there's no storylines here with any of this stuff, not really, you know, because it's they they don't meet regularly. I mean, I would have rather seen. I would have rather seen Punk and Sonata or uh, something like that. Either. You done nothing yeah. for a New Japan future superstar. You done nothing I, for. I, I would have rather, I'd rather saw Jungle Boy and Tanahashi and MJF and Sonata for no I, titles changing. Yeah, I would have much rather seen Sonata work with another New Japan wrestler than yeah. it's all. Yeah. But so, again, the heel changes everything because yeah. I've been this i've been wanting this don't waste it he has to lose and he's already started but you know he's coming out in jeans and a jacket and all that stuff yeah he's got to lose that that jungle boy persona has got to go and it never come back when he was uh, so nobody knew who he was it worked 
Yeah, uh, it did. Zach freaking Perry. I, I, do, I do agree with what he said. He does have the hottest lady there. <laughs> Bring her out with him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm completely on board with that. He's coming along on the microphone. He, he's getting better talking. I think Christian helped him a lot. Because to me, Christian, <laughs> some of those promos that he cut while he, he and Jack Perry were feuding a little bit were fantastic. Hey, let me just throw this out and we'll move on. If you're ever going to have an effective use of Arn Anderson, right now is it. Okay. Right, well, I'll go with that. We'll go on to the next match. You got the Elite with uh, Hangman Adam Page, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Eddie Kingston. Congratulations on winning the title in Japan a couple of days ago. Yeah. Fat boys got to stick together, and we're proud of you, Eddie. And uh, Ishii defeated the Blackpool Combat Club, which was John Moxley, Willer Yuta, Claudio Castanoli, uh, Take a shit up. <laughs> Go ahead, guys. <laughs> I'm with that one. Dude, how can you have that much talent and put on a okay match? Uh, okay. What? I'm going to tell you right now. I'm gonna, I liked this better than Money in the Bank. And it's an okay match. And I'm going to get – we're about to get our payoff. <laughs> the take a shit and the <laughs> just people don't know. Just, just give me John Moxley and Willer Utah versus the Young Bucks, or yeah. give John Moxley, Willer Utah, and Claudio versus the Young Bucks and Adam Page, or even take Adam Page out of it and bring uh, Rocky Romero, who is one of their new Japan cronies, bring him on. Uh, yeah, these well, he was on the, he was on the zero hour show uh, there, Randall. I so. mean, this, could you just throw some people in? I'd be like, okay, so Jeremy's going to wrestle Howie, <laughs> and, and oh, he's, I'm begging off. <laughs> Jeremy's going to break Howie's leg, and oh. then we're gone. That's it. It was okay. John Moxley is John Moxley. Willer Utah is there to lose. Hey, Moxley uh, didn't bleed in that match, though. He didn't. He did over the weekend, though. <laughs> kind of like. Don't even say it. Needs to go away so I can miss him. Yeah. What does Jim Cornette say? How can I miss you if you don't go away? He needs yeah. to go away three months, four months. Uh, I. The black hell makes no sense with Stephen Regal gone. Lord of I know. I, I and nobody in back. You know, I've been listening. You know, it's your guy. You guys followed. I've been listening to a little more Cornette, but uh, you know, and I hate y'all for that. But no, <laughs> <laughs> no. But I, I don't understand. <laughs> I, yeah, these these factions. That's that's one thing that gets me. These factions. The, and I had some notes here because I didn't know if we were going to cover the pre-show uh, too. But but you had the Mogul Affiliates. And we don't know how they come together. We don't know anything about them. And that swerves ahead of it. 
And then all of a sudden they became the, you had the embassy with Prince Nana. And now all of a sudden it's the Mogul embassy. And I, I don't, I don't get some of this stuff. The Blackpool Combat Club to me is the same thing. How unimportant is the ROH World Heavyweight title right now when Claudio is in the background in everything? When he's chasing, when he's chasing John Moxley around like a little puppy. It's but, it's I put that thing on Mark Briscoe. Make it mean something. Absolutely. Now, yeah, I know Claudio was ROH guy. I like to, I'll be honest with you, I like Takeshita. Not Takeshita. I like Takeshita. <laughs> I guess I, I'm the only redneck or hillbilly on this podcast that'll say try to say it right. But, <laughs> uh, but you know, I do like him. I like his size. I think he's got some ability. I just don't know why they got him in there now. I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, I pronounced it just like it's spelled. Yeah, and no, you're right. No, you are correct. That, and I hate I, in this match. I hate Kingston. Why is Kingston with the young folks? I, I they cannot work that out. They can't make that make sense to me. You're, uh, they, this match was just to get everybody else on the show. I, yeah. this, I was about to say this is a paycheck match. One hundred percent. So we'll move on to the next one. Uh, Tony Storm and all her hotness defeats uh, Willow Nightingale by pinfall. Uh, mm. it, it was a women. It was the uh, mandatory women's match on the uh, main card that they had to have. So uh, supposed to have been supposed to been Mercedes Monet, aka Sasha Banks. So let's just skip over it and go. Well, maybe we'll get Sasha next time. Maybe in Wimberley we'll get Sasha. Hey, look. Tony Storm needs to be by herself. She don't need to be in this faction. It's just caused them, her to disappear, uh, in my opinion. Faction, I'm gonna need a scorebook. And what's bad about it is she's the champion, and she's she's just she's like really Claudio. Yeah, yep, absolutely. I don't, I don't like it. All right, move on to the match of the year that everybody's talking about. Will Ospreay defeated Kenny Omega by pinfall. I'm going to go on this one, Jeremy. i got to say this. If you're a Kenny Omega hater, you listen to too much Jim Cornette because I love Jim Cornette. Mm -hmm. Gosh, Kenny Omega can work. And you put him in there with somebody of that skill level. And, and, and my favorite spot of the whole thing can be summed up. You're, you're probably 25 minutes into the match. And Will Ospreay puts him in – uh, the angels wing. And I just think that's a perfect spot right there that he's got him and Kenny Omega's move. Uh, if the third one doesn't come at Wimberley, I'm going to be disappointed because I've seen the other two. Yeah. Right now, it's hard for me to say they're better than the Flair Steamboat trilogy. But I'm going to need a third one to put me over the edge to say that. There is this, this belongs with Magnum TA, Nikita Koloff, Flair, Magnum TA, Dusty, Tully. It is yep. that good. Now, A plus, 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 plus. Hey, I'm sorry, Jim. I love you. I'm a Republican. But I don't agree with you on Kenny. 
I do think now I do think he looks like the ultimate warrior when he starts taking rings. Oh, you, I do agree there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm not the biggest Omega fan. I, I don't I don't like some of his theatrics. That that, that I agree with. I, that's that's the thing that drives me nuts about him. His work, I, it's fantastic. It always has been. Quick. The, yes, and and physical. You wouldn't look at him and see some of those theatrics. You know, Cornette calls him Twinkle Toes for a reason. Does, but he's that he wrestles a physical style of wrestling, and so does Osprey. And these two guys, man. I mean, they beat the living daylights out of each other. A uh, couple of things. He don't need all of those. Like that rise, that tornado rise where he beats the mat. And just do that spot. You don't need all the theatrics. But that Terminator yeah. rise, everybody, the crowd sells it. It goes crazy for yeah. it. The couple of things that, that I, I noted is, number one, they didn't need Don Callis. Mm-mm. It didn't need Don Callis getting thrown out of the match or thrown out from ringside. Then he came back down, and they didn't throw him out again. And, you know, that didn't make sense. It didn't need him at all. It needed nothing. It, and to me, that's where that's, – sometimes that's where AEW gets screwed up is it's like you're trying – you're doing too much. This alone, this needed nothing. Let these guys go out and put on a show, and they did anyway. But it would have been better had you not had. Uh, as I know, I love Don Callis, but I don't think he was necessary right here. He brought nothing to the match. The other thing I want to ask this: I ask all most of you guys. A lot of talk about the Tiger Driver. Uh, I don't, I'm pretty sure you guys have saw saw the video. If you didn't watch it, you know, you saw it where you could see it over and over again. Uh, that Osprey, you know, he dropped Omega on his head. A lot of people upset about that or critical. What's your thoughts? You know, you go 30 minutes and you go full bore and you're going to make mistakes. Unfortunately, they made a mistake on the Tiger Driver. Uh, plus, that's not the safest move, but they're trying to pay homage to the Mass Tiger there because I think they both grew up huge Mass Tiger. They both grew up on that '90s New Japan wrestling. Bot was dangerous looking, very dangerous. So, all right, but, go ahead, Howie. And I have another question. I understood it. I, I think it's one of those moves that. You don't see it happen unless Kenny Omega really trusts Will Ospreay to do it yeah. the way it needed to be done. Yeah, and I heard him comment today that you know he he's not he said he's not going to do anything if he didn't trust if he didn't believe that he was capable and they were capable of doing it. And so I feel my, like, before you get to the next question, and I feel like that the fact that match was so good was Kenny Omega had trust in Will Ospreay. Yeah, well, they had chemistry. Right. That's I think we we you know we talked about Punk and Kojima. How many times have they wrestled? You know, some of these matches are not that good because there's no chemistry. 
how many language barriers are they with some of these Japanese stars? That I don't see how it's even possible to do it when you do, you can't speak and communicate. However, um, the other question I had for both of you. How can you kick out of a move that looked that devastating? It's like I heard today where what used to be finishers are now just regular moves like the super kick. Super kick used to be a finisher. The DDT used to be a finisher. The pile driver used to be a finisher. Now it's just set up for other moves. So how do you kick out? I, I don't know. I mean, it's Randall. Jeremy, let me add, uh, I think that's a great question. I don't think he knew at the time how bad it looked. And, you know, we know it's, we know where, where the end is supposed to come. And that wasn't it. I bet you in the backstage, if you would have said, Kenny, what would you have done with that spot had been played out and you knew about it? I bet you he lays on that mat for 30 minutes. I think he almost reacted like he was scared. He was hurt. He wanted to get up and make sure everything was connected. So yeah. I, think, I think you're right. I think if they'd been thinking, they would have called an audible right there. And yeah. Left. Osprey go home because I'm not sure we didn't see some of Kenny Omega's wrestling career end that night. Yeah. That's at least got to make him think. You're you're yeah. you're in your forties. Yeah, I mean, he's so, time to make that. So I get I get it I get it paying homage to their, one of their heroes. How crazy would it have been if that match ended on that? And you, and as you hope for. That at Wembley they meet again, and part of your story is that devastating Tiger Driver that Will Osprey defeated Omega. You know, you could play the is it you know neck injury? What you could do a number of things with that. I, I still think the AEW wants to uh, pull something off of it. Might happen. Quick question: As far as the uh, the camera angle f from that uh, tiger driver, could the the camera angle make it look or appear a lot worse than it really was? Yeah. yeah. Yes, but I don't think you can change a man landing on his head. That was he <laughs> the heck you see is his neck going backwards in my mind. You know? I have a sore neck from just watching it. <laughs> Hey, I just, I'm coming off a broken neck, and I cringed. I mean, yeah. you know, when Jeremy broke Wahoo's leg in my neck, I cringed so bad. Yeah, I did it. All right, moving on to the next match real quick. Uh, Sting, Darby Allin, and NATO defeated uh, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Suzuki by pinfall. Um, it was there. Sting did a crazy dive off the uh, – ladder onto the tables. Um, but other than that, it, it, it was just there. What's y'all's thoughts? Randy? I made two hot dogs with chili and coach law uh, at this point. Uh, this dive, it, you're 60 years old. If you're going to do that, make it count as much as you can. Uh, 
you got two of the bigger stars that I just put Sting versus Jericho in there, unless you're going through it. At, put Sting, put Sting versus Jericho, and then put the rest of them outside in a in a what's it called lumberjack match. I I just thought the setup was bad. Well, I mean. And and again, they may do something with it, you know, uh, upcoming. But you know, you you've led this with Jericho and Sting facing off. You know, so my expectation would be, hey, Jericho and Sting face off for the first time ever. So we'll see Jericho and Sting wrestle for the first time ever. And I still think they could have a decent match. Uh, I know they've used Sting. They're probably using him for tag, in tag teams for a reason. I get that. Uh, but the other, I mean, Naito, Suzuki, Guevara's on the outskirts. I, I, I mean, they're about to split. You know, they're somewhat split now, Jericho and and Guevara. And I, I just... All right, who besides me was like, okay, I'm waiting on uh, Kata and Daniel Bryan. Um, I mean, that's where I was at. I was kind of wore out at this point. So, do you think, and I get, I understand what you're saying, but the positioning of the match here was to allow people a little bit of time to breathe, to make that hot dog, and, and to, because you knew the next, you everybody knew, just like they knew Omega and Osprey was going to be ridiculous, everybody knew that Okada and Danielson was going to be the same. So. The only thing that disappointed me in this, the only thing, was you're exactly right. It was a come down spot. But if you don't want to come down too far, you make that the Great Muda. Mm. Mm. Wow. In the great Sting in Great Muda. I'm in on that. I'm all about that. Yeah. Mm, yeah, the, absolutely. The right here was just something for everybody in the in the uh, arena to be able to go to the uh, bathroom real quick, get a refill of beer or a coke or whatever, and then get ready for the main event, which was. You still got to see that great sting entrance. Still, still one. Hey, right up. Oh yeah. Is this one? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you got to see the main event of the night: Brian Danielson against Okada, and Brian Danielson. Made him submit for the first time in what seven years, eight years, nine years, something like that. Randy, yeah. go ahead. Even Kenny Omega in in the huge Omega Okada feud, they told a story where Omega was trying to beat Okada. Okada is the most over wrestler in uh, New Japan. Yeah, uh, uh, and uh, the guys in uh, since since came Nakamura put him over into this position before he left. Uh, yeah. I highly thought Okada would win this match. Uh, how he had predicted Daniel, Daniel Bryant would have won it, but I'm, I'm not much of a gambling man, but I'd have gave you a thousand one odds that Daniel Bryant taps Okada. I mean, to me, tapping Okada would be next to tapping Triple H at his peak, you know, um, it's, 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 it's huge. I was almost disappointed that he tapped him. Uh, 
But God is the rematch set up. Hey, yeah. and Japan loves these trilogies. This one I can see number two mm. in London, and number three on January the fourth, which is New Japan's WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, and and, uh, and and I'll be done. Daniel Bryan <laughs> is still one of the best five workers in the world. Somebody proved me wrong. Jeremy, I'm going to rest. Hey, in this match, hey, plus, 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 plus. Yeah. Before you get started, I, not, Jeremy, before you get started, also, Brian Danielson wrestled three-fourths of this match with a broken arm. Yes. And in a nasty broken arm, not, not just a fracture it was <laughs> it was at a point i mean it, it was fractured like noticeably it wasn't just a hairline crack or something like that uh on a random move though that's what got me just yeah. random nothing ex crazy it'd be for yeah. us it'd be like us walking down the road and then all of a sudden our, our leg breaks yeah so I don't want to get the video banned, but that got, I had to do it at some point. Yeah, so that was I was a couple of things I noted. How he got the the arm broken, the the big pop was Danielson coming out to the final countdown. Who, if I understood right, Tony Khan gave an arm and a leg just to use yeah. one time. Uh, it got a reaction for certain. Um. You know, Dan if you're going to do that, I thought Danielson's entrance, uh, it, what his he did should have been a little better, <laughs> you know. But, you know, I mean, do you, do you stop who you are? But, you know, the thing that stuck out to me was, is, is number one, it was a surprise that Okada tapped and Danielson tapped him. The other thing was Danielson locked those hands together in the LaBelle lock with a broken arm and somehow got those hands to come together and what a tough son of a gun Brian Danielson is. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Randall though and I'm doing a lot of that tonight I guess uh, but um, Danielson he's fantastic. Physical, I mean for his size he's physical. He's a, you know, just like Omega's physical, and you don't think of him as being a physical wrestler. Uh, Danielson is as physical as they come. And you, um, you couldn't get Okada to do that for very. Mm -hmm. I don't. It has to be Brian Daniel, the American Dragon, and it has to be in that situation. But I'm with you. There has to be a rematch. Uh, Okada can't but, leave. No. Okada's still, I mean, even though he doesn't hold the title, he's still, he's still the man in New Japan, in my opinion. Uh, I know we said we was going to talk about money in the bank, but we've talked about this so long. Me being a bad host, I didn't move us along quick enough. So what we'll do is go ahead and finish out this show with this and then come back with the money in the bank at a, at a different time because yeah. I get into just a few minutes left of the show. 
But let me ask you about these two matches. Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, and Okada. Have y'all ever remember a pay-per-view having a bigger feel for two matches than this mm. here? Uh, I can't remember who the match before, and I was looking up. The Shawn Michaels Undertaker uh, match was preceded by a world championship match was off the hook. But, Jeremy, while you think, I'm going to look that up. Yeah. That's the only time I can think. And it wouldn't – I like this one better. Um, But, yeah, one of the – I'm going to say that one of the Shawn Michaels Undertaker WrestleManias is close. Let's say that would have been, is it 26 or 27? Can't remember. Uh, but by the way, the two the two WrestleMania matches with Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker are two of my favorite matches of all time. Anyway, um, maybe, and I've mentioned this one, this is one of my favorites. Also, Rock Hogan. Mm. The crowd. I mean, the crowd. Look, the crowd, you can say whatever you want. That crowd energy, it drives those. It drives those wrestlers. It drives the people watching on pay per view. It it makes it makes a match. Right. Uh, when you have the crowd and they're legit in it. But these these two matches here just had such a big feel, big moment feel, mm-hmm. main event feel. You know, it, it should have been a double main event. Somehow, yeah. but you're you're not going to keep people in their seats for a solid hour, a solid hour, because if you had those matches back to back, nobody would have got up. And, you know, uh, unfortunately for the janitors and that, they'd probably been cleaning up the the highways and stuff because everybody would have yeah. sat there the whole time. So, well, over- confess these two matches worked back to back. The what I was thinking of is uh, The Undertaker defeats Shawn Michaels and Triple H beats Randy Orton for the uh, World Championship. Uh, But that was in between. uh, That was in between that was John Cena beats The Big Show, Edge, and Vicky Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero, which is one of the biggest WrestleMania stinkers. But um, I just remember that Triple H and Randy Orton match was off the hook. Because they told a great story about Orton turning against Triple H in the, and, and and then that was followed up. You had you had the Undertaker beat Shawn Michaels, and then you had Randy Orton go down to Triple H after he's betrayed him. So mm-hmm. uh, that's I'm I'm sure there's one of the Great American Basses or Starcade we can yeah. find something, but that's how hard it is, Howie. That's a good question. Yeah, the so overall, and I'll just kind of repeat what I've read here. Overall, Bleacher Report gave that pay per view an A. Um, I think the pre show, yeah, uh, yeah, but the, they got those two. They got those two matches right. They were they were fantastic. Yeah, um, start to finish. There was there was a total of fourteen matches that night. There were uh, four on the pre-show, uh, ten on the main show, and there's actually a dark match before the pre-show. 
So, so we'll bring this one up. Uh, Adam Cole was supposed to wrestle Filthy Tom Lawler, who who has made a name for himself in in New Japan. Um, I thought that would have been a great match. Cole had to had to set out. I think I think Lawler ended up wrestling, uh, but he was going to be. I think he was going to be on one of the main. You know, on the main card, actually. Yeah, Adam uh, Cole and Tom Lawler was going to be on the main card, but yeah, he went from being on the main card to being in the dark match on the first yeah. match. So Pentagon. So you, yeah, you hate that. You hate that for for Tom Lawler getting that opportunity to be in front of that many eyes. Uh, hopefully, they get you know he'll get another opportunity at some point. I I I just I gave I called Howie the next day and I was scoring at Jeremy. I was like, oh, I'd give that a C. That a C plus. Oh, that was a B minus. And then I got to the last two and I was like, yeah, I gave the I gave the pay-per-view an A minus. Yeah. Uh just because it's it's an hour and a half of seven star Dave Meltzler sitting <laughs> barber coming down his mouth. And then it's about an hour of good matches, and then it's about uh, an hour of just like, wow, my, my. I, to be honest with you, I compared this to a WWE pay-per-view because WWE pay-per-view is always so good at the top and so bad getting there, and this felt like a WWE pay-per-view. Well, the first two matches ended up. I've got the times here. MJF and CM Punk was 28 minutes. So you started out at an even kill right here, basically. And then you went with the Orange Cassidy and Sonata and the Hangman and them. And that was a total of 43 minutes. And it kind of went up at a gradual steal there. Then you had the Tony Storm match. With the, just with Tony Storm, it goes up a little bit just because of being yeah. able to see her. Because it's Tony Storm. Because of Tony Storm. Then you went with Osprey and Omega, which went 40 minutes, and it went straight up like that. I mean, big spike, in my opinion. Then you went with Sting and all them for 15 minutes, and it went nosedive. And then you went 27 minutes with Brian Danielson that went straight up again. And I, I'm just curious if Brian Danielson and Okada wouldn't have went longer if uh, Danielson hadn't broke his arm. Yeah. Uh, possibly. I think so. Um, yeah. I, 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 know 20, I know 27 minutes sounds like a long time, but for AEW main event, that's nothing really. Yeah. I'm the guy that's banged the hammer for New Japan since I started this little podcasting network 25 months ago. And it just... You get to see an hour of what you would see five hours of with New Japan wrestling. Because New Japan doesn't have that feel to it. You'll mm-hmm. you'll everything is it's it's built or casendo, but they don't let it just fall to pieces in the middle, you know. And I think American pay-per-views just kind of sometimes fall to pieces. I thought we'll talk about money in bank later. I thought money in the bank, the last match was as good as anything I've ever seen in WWE. But 
I thought the first of it was pretty good. I just thought the mid was just horrible, you know? It it got I paid for it and it got to a point I fast forwarded through it. So yeah. you know it's that bad. I, well, I, you know, with that being said, though, Randall, I, I, every pay-per-view I've sat and watched, there's at least one, maybe two matches that that I'm like, eh, I may be eating. I may be going fixing a hot dog, like you said. Uh, you know, there's going to be a few on there that don't. Either they disappoint or they don't exactly do the do, they, you know. I feel like they do that on purpose to give people that, you know, needs to have bathroom break or a hot dog break or whatever, give them a chance to go and do it. In in different society in Japan, they don't cheer, you know, for them to make a noise at a wrestling match is hot. It's a big spot for them Mm -hmm. to, ooh. So maybe the the audience, you don't want to wear your audience out and you can wear an American audience out very uh, even that WrestleMania we went to, um, Howie, mm. you remember uh, about halfway through it, um, about halfway through it is when they had the Undertaker versus Triple H. I didn't give a rat's butt about anything that happened the rest of the night. I was so worn out by yeah. my emotional attachment to Triple H versus Undertaker that I was just like, uh, out, Roberto Alzabrio versus who? Uh, Edge. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Randy, and it was uh, Miz. The Miz is in the main event. I remember saying that. I really did say that. <laughs> Miz versus John Cena was the closing match of the night. Yeah. Of course, we also saw uh, Michael Cole against Jerry Lawler too. Yeah. Oh. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Hey, so so guys, let's let's jump back real quick. And it was since you brought up Michael Cole, that got me thinking. So so we had a collision that has started, and then during this broadcast, you had the broadcast team kind of a mixed bag there. Uh, what do you what do you guys think of Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGinnis together as a pair? Uh, Love it. I love I love Kevin Kelly. Uh, Nigel's a little rough, but Nigel's Nigel. But I love Kevin Kelly's emotional involvement in it, and I think Kevin Kelly. Uh, it's it, I think if you weren't a Ring of Honor fan, he'd be irritating as could be. So if if you're not a Ring of Honor fan, and you're listening to Kevin Kelly now. I don't think it means the same to you. Yeah, I I, I get emotionally attached to Kevin Kelly calling a Mark Briscoe match or, you yeah. know, um, I don't like that main AEW. I, y'all just shut up and let Taz talk. Just shut up and let Taz. Uh, talk. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love, I love Taz. Uh, I loved him in TNA. I didn't see a lot of his WWE stuff when he was doing commentary there, but I love Taz. I, I still like Shivani. I, I think he knows his role uh, for the most part. Excalibur, really good. I think he tries to do too much. Yeah. I saw, that's all I'm going to say about that. I, 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 Excalibur imitation. 
Hello, I'm Excalibur from the AEW desk. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Tell that guy to take off his stupid. Well, I won't finish that. <laughs> hey, welcome on Collision. We got a we got a huge match. Probably going to be the main event coming Saturday night with uh, Samoa Joe against CM Punk. What's your thoughts I about that? If you saw it 10 years ago, you know how good it could be. Actually, it's probably closer to 20 years now. Um, that, I, that built Ring of Honor. If Samoa Joe's in a match, I'm in. Man. I, I, love, I love Samoa Joe as a heel. Uh, I don't feel like he's got the accolades or the push or the I, that he deserves. What? Well, well, let's let's talk about that real quick. Why is that? He was in WWE and didn't get a fair shot. The only place he's ever been and really got a fair shot, I feel like, is TNA. He is this generation's Bruiser Brody. Yeah. And 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 the, nobody wants Bruiser Brody in 2023, but he really is this generation's. I'm not going to take guff off of it. And hey, I ain't jumping. Tell me who wants to jump in the ring with him. Nobody. And I really, I think we've had some guys like, uh, who is the guy, Neville, uh, that pack. Uh, then you have Austin Aries, that some le legitimately bad guys, like Austin Aries was supposed to be this legitimately bad guy. Austin Aries, 5'10", at the yeah. back. You're talking about Samoa Joe, 6'2", 6'3". 315 pounds, uh, Brazilian black belt, and just just his persona. Yeah. You know, and they start chanting that Joe's going to kill you stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> well, you know, and if you think about it, think about it like this. And, and it's, you know, if, you, if I think back his time in WWE, you know, when Brock Lesnar had his runs with the title, how many people on that roster would you say, hey, yeah, they could beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Joe, did no. he ever get a chance? I don't remember. No. I don't think he ever got a shot. Who could go? Who could? Who is going to legitimately beat Roman Reigns? Is Jay Uso going to beat Roman Reigns? No. You know, I could believe Samoa Joe would beat Roman Reigns. He's, yeah, I'm with you. The, the yeah. match I'd, I think I'd like to see is Samoa Joe against, um, and my mind went blank, Keith Lee. Oh, oh my gosh. Hey, Talk about super heavyweights. Is Samoa Joe versus Miro. I thought about that. Uh, I, 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 I'm waiting. Listen, guys, and this is my last comment. They better blow me away at Wembley Stadium because you've done – uh, for the last three pay-per-views, I've went, well, that that needs to be saved for Wembley. You better put somebody good with Samoa Joe at Wembley. And you better let Samoa Joe have his moment. So, what's the question for me is, will he be on the card? Yeah. I, I mean, they've got so much. There shouldn't be any overlap between Collision and Dynamite and even Rampage, for that matter. let give these guys a legit, he, you know, gosh, I, I, I love Samoa Joe. Ross, and matter of fact, I hope Samoa Joe beats CM Punk, <laughs> by the way. Our buddy Pat 
Rose was just on here, left us a heart up here. Pat Rose in Memphis. I, I will ask him. I bet you that whole Memphis run, there was 10, 12, maybe 14 guys on the card. You know when they needed a job guy, what they did? They put Pat in a bodysuit and he played the Brown Hornet. Or, <laughs> or, or some other guy came out that was on the main card. Uh, but give me 14 guys that can work. Four. Yeah. You give house show, give me 10 guys yeah. that work. I'm well, going to off with two average young talent. Yeah. I'm going to turn that in to the next thing. It's going to be a hot tag team match. Yeah. My event's probably going to be a tag team, but I'm going to make it some kind of captain's match where, where that tag team goes in a singles. You don't need 50 guys to make it good. Yeah. That that's that's the thing that drives me nuts, Randall. Is is that these factions? It's just because they don't have anything to do with these guys. But, they don't but, have anything for them to do. But, and yep. it's like they, they mean nothing. They mean nothing. And if they do mean something, they let them let it slide. And they something. Because uh, yeah, but here. <laughs> I don't even count I'm, them. <laughs> to the elite you can go on in youtube yeah. and find 250 episodes of being the elite yeah uh the bullet club gold at they may have something there they may have something but you're telling me the embassy suite with prince nana embassy suite <laughs> i love it <laughs> hey i stay there a lot <laughs> or or hey get big bill out of that junk and get him into some single matches. What are you doing with QT Marshall? What that thing, QTV? You're going to be selling me some sports cards and some coins? You know? You hey, look, I, I, Red, you know, and I, I, you may I be, just, you may be jinxing us on this Wimberley thing. You're wanting all these people on there, and they're going to end up with 50 matches. And all of them's gonna be either trio matches or a five-man tag match. <laughs> Battle yeah. Royals. Yes. <laughs> I could probably list you all the guys that need to be on it. And, uh, we need rematches. Well, you need to have uh, all the true veterans on. You need to have MJF on. But you don't need to have them. Hey, you know who I don't need to see? I don't need to see, I don't need to see a triple up. Triple header of Serpinico and QT. El Desperado. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know, I need to see the big show is Captain Osano. You want to tell me that won't blow the roof off of the freaking one time in my life? In my life, just one time. Yeah, this don't, hey, you can't play. You can't play. Wait a minute. Got one shot. I'm looking up. I ordered my last shirt while we were on the air. Uh, I'm looking up. Can can I find a Captain Insano shirt? I'm I'm I want one. I'm thirty. I've I've got a viewer question. Howie from High Point wants to know how many wrestling shirts does Jeremy actually own? Ah, dude, I, you know, <laughs> I probably got about, I, I don't have as many as you'd think. I probably got about 15 to 20. Uh, oh, wow. 
some of them, some of them aren't as good. Go some of them aren't as good. Some of them I don't I don't wear. Uh, I wore a lot, and they're they're not looking so good. So, uh, twice as many shirts, wrestling shirts, than I own. Yeah, right. so I've got, it takes up the biggest part of my drawer space. I've got four, and two of them I can't wear on here. <laughs> yeah. So, so guys, just so you know, the only shirts that I see that have reference Captain Insano have the water boy on them. Uh, just uh, yeah, it doesn't have the big show on or Paul White on any of them. So, uh, rules, they might have some. <laughs> go to, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, so my next, uh, my next shirt, you know, I'm kind of planning out, I'm thinking back of shirts. I want a Road Warrior shirt, Japan with the Japanese writing on it. Uh, been looking at those. Got to have one of those. I want a Bruiser Brody shirt. Uh, Japanese also. Oh, you found it. I, I just looked. Yeah, okay. That's, I got, I will, mark my words, if you're listening to this, I will have a Captain Insano shirt. That may be the next one I have. Uh, yeah, so... Hey, I, I know what the next one, and I may get it for this show because I can't wear many of mine on here. I have got to have me a Double Cross Ranch shirt somewhere along the way. Yep. Yep. Terry Funk, by the way. Terry celebrated a birthday. Yeah. We got to have the impression. Well, I may be 85, but me and my brother, Dory, We'll still put you in the spinning toe hold, you egg sucking dog. That's a terrible impression. I don't know why you want to hear it. I don't know why we can't find it. Shop AEW. Oh, there it is. That's the one. That's the one I saw. Yeah. Thano from the movie. Gosh, please, please do that one time. I got to tweet, Paul White. I got to say, please, for the love of God, just one time. You don't even have to wrestle. Just walk out with music in that garb. I mean, <laughs> I'm please. I'm, Tony Khan, I booked it for you. Paul White, if you ever hear this, please. <laughs> and what would be funny is to put just squash him over somebody like Sir Pinnico, some little bitty <laughs> I want a jobber. I want a local guy. They said, hey, you want to get killed by somebody? And that's, I miss those things. I miss those squash matches. Pat Rose, if you're watching, would you job the Captain Insano? That's all I need to know. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't doing no jobs in front of 65,000 English. (laughs) Guys, it's been a great show. Sorry it ran too long on this uh, Forbidden Door, but, I mean, overall, like I said, I feel like the Forbidden Door had better matches than the Money in the Bank did. And uh, All right. When we do our Money in the Bank show, book 15 minutes for everything else and 45 minutes for the Bud Line because I've got some talking to do. Well, it's it's the best thing they've got going on uh, by far. Is it the best thing we've seen since the NWO? 
That's my question to you. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. Yeah, uh, I I love it, and they've got some good stuff going on with some other that I, look. Dominic Mysterio, I love what they're doing with him. Rhea Ripley, Damian Priest, which I won't say, but we, everybody knows by now. I think they're going to do something with him, but they got a lot going on. But the bloodline, the best. Yeah, Howie, I'll let you get us out of here. But uh, everybody talks about the Uso and Roman Reigns. Let me tell you, the MVP of that match may have been Solo Seco or whatever they call him. Their little the Uso's little brother. Mm-hmm. Man, can, yeah, yeah. Can you take better bumps? And still, I mean, it's not like it's not like the. Well, after you can't say that after talking about Kenny Omega's bump he took with the, uh, <laughs> you know, during the Osprey match. Uh, but Kenny's Omega's wasn't intentional. That big fat Samoan threw himself to an announce table on. <laughs> hey, only person I've good God Almighty, bump better than Solo did was Harley Race. <laughs> And I mean, that's going back to it. All right, closing thoughts tonight, Jeremy. Well, I, I, you know what? I just want to say it, it's really a great time to be a wrestling fan. I know we got a lot of critics out there, as we do in politics and you name it. But <laughs> is there? I mean, this is a great time to be a wrestling fan. You, you can watch wrestling five nights a week. And on weekends, six nights. Six nights. I mean, there's not a time when you don't have to watch. You can't watch wrestling, and it's readily available. And you know, we can critique and say this, that, or the other. There's good stuff in all of it. Every company. We don't ever talk about Impact. Impact has some great stuff going on. Uh, Was about dang. You just told two of the things I was going to say. But it's just a great time. I'm enjoying it. I, matter of fact, there's so much wrestling I can't keep up with, to be honest with you. All right, Randy, your closing thoughts. Hey, Jeremy said it. Uh, there's good stuff in Impact. If you haven't watched Impact in a while, there's some good things going on in Impact. A couple yeah. of my favorite characters in Impact. So much wrestling, I can't watch it all. I watch XS TV so I can see New Japan. I watch AEW. But if I get past watching that, then I'm watching... 10 hours of wrestling a week, and I don't want to do that. So I thumbed <laughs> I watched AEW pretty complete, and I watch every minute of New Japan I can get. But there's good stuff going on everywhere right now, and it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. And how many of us remember when we didn't have a choice? You had – Right. You had, like, two yeah. things to watch. Or if you were lucky, you were getting – WCW and WWE for an hour or two a night or a week. And uh, it's fun right now. And there's a lot of good young talent. I, I don't want to not bring up the young talent, but I'm going to, I'm going to take a second and I'm going to talk about the biggest injustice happening in wrestling right now. We need LA night over. Yes. Don't blow this. He is so over. You have a gen- the WWE does the best when they have a generic superstar that creates himself. 
Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. You have L.A. Knight is over as Daniel Bryant was during the Yes Movement. Yeah, keep jobbing him out. You keep jobbing him out, and he ain't got. He's forty. I don't know if y'all know it. He's forty. Mm-hmm. He ain't got twenty years on him. He's probably got a good five-year run in him. Don't waste it. Cause yeah. Yeah, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Let me talk to you. Let me hey, talk. Is, is this the best time of rational since the uh the uh wars took place? The wars were so we I have a show that we do about heavy metal sometimes, and I also heard Jelly Roll say this one time. You were defined back in that day by what you watched. You could not be a WCW guy and a WWE guy. You were either a WCW guy or you're a WWE guy. You recorded one and watched the other one. And you were defined by that. Uh, you're not defined by what you watch now. You're not a WWE. I'm not a WWE guy. It's my least favorite. But I do get I do get what great I, I do get the bloodline. If I hear that Roman Reigns is on the pay-per-view, you don't think I'm watching it? Um it's um, it's 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 a good time, man. I mean, there's good good wrestling. Great job, guys. Uh, we'll get out of here. Uh, ran a little bit long. Yeah, forbidden door, but not enough on the uh, money in the bank. We'll hit that next time, hopefully. And join us next time when you might hear Jeremy call Randy a country ham. You never know. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey! If the shoe fits. Hey, let me tell you something. I'm not too old to us to call uh, uh, 12 Gauge and get him to book as a match. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's let's do it. I'm sure that would that'd be pay-per-view level. My wow. goodness. Tens of people. They would be, yeah, they'd be tens and tens of people laugh at it. I'll, yeah. I'll just tell you that. Hamlin's company waiting on me to even get in the ring. I'd break you. Tr- you'd, <laughs> you'd be like Titus O'Neil. You would fall underneath the ring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not even sure I can get my crippled ass legs up high enough to get in the ring. <laughs> but for Mr. JJ, Jeremy Johnson, for the man that makes it all possible, QB1, I'm Howie Cheney. It's still real to me. Join us next time, whenever it may be. Dory Funk. I'm his brother Dory. <laughs> I'm gonna do the 